Hello, and welcome to self-love series. My name is Denali Lord. I'm a registered dietitian, health and mindset coach. Today, we're going to talk about relational help and how that can impact our ability to self-love. So relational help can pertain to personal relationships like friendships or romantic partners. It can also relate to professional or working relationships. The relationships that we have with others actually says a lot about ourselves, who we seek out friendships with, who we work for, and who we ultimately are intimate with does have the most profound impact on our ability to self-love. When we are in relationships that support us, that challenge us in appropriate ways, the relationship will reflect self-love. Why? Because those relationships, whether they are personal or professional, help reflect and pronounce our values. So in the very first episode of the self-love series, I had you guys define your values. What is most important to you? So we're going to take a second and go back and define what values you have. Maybe it's you want someone who is trustworthy, who is honest, who will give you that critical feedback that you need. Maybe you're wanting something different. When we are in relationships that do not support us, they do not challenge us in appropriate ways and instead belittle us or don't respect our values, it does not reflect self-love and can actually be quite a toxic relationship to be in. So here are some tips of how we can foster healthy relationships. Number one, as mentioned just a minute ago, is make a list of your values and find friends who also share your values. For example, if you are a recovering addict and most of your friends also are addicts, it's important that in your healing process, you start to have friends who are either recovering addicts themselves or individuals who do not struggle with addiction in order to help you grow. Otherwise, you pose the risk of continuing to put yourself in a toxic environment and ultimately in a toxic relationship that will not foster the growth and the healing that you need. Also, we have to learn to set boundaries within ourself and with others. So the boundaries and the values do closely relate to each other. The biggest difference, in my opinion, is that values are ultimately what we stand for and boundaries are our personal limitations. They are a reflection of our values. For example, one of my boundaries is people respecting me if I don't respond initially to a phone call or a text. It may take me 24 hours. It might take me 48 hours. It doesn't mean though that I'm ignoring that person and for someone to continue to blow up my phone with text messages or phone calls, that's a boundary breaker. So when others respect our boundaries, and we're also able to respect their boundaries. We are actually demonstrating self-love because we are listening to what we need 
ourselves to live our healthiest life and to live our healthiest life when we interact with others. So if you are thinking of your current relationships, whether they're personal, whether they're professional, and you're starting to realize that maybe some of these aren't the healthiest relationships for you to be in, how do we remove unhealthy and or toxic relationships? Oftentimes, those unhealthy or toxic relationships are with people that we're intimate with, or sometimes it's with a relative that's not always the easiest to just drop them. So we have to be very delicate about it. Uh, One thing that I do encourage people to do is seek help from a therapist, a psychologist, or a psychiatrist so that you do have someone that you can discuss your feelings and your emotions, someone who can also be a sounding board, who can help you further define your values and your boundaries to determine if these relationships are healthy or indeed if they're unhealthy. By having this support, this person can also help you brainstorm ways to gradually let go or remove that relationship from your life. So we'll start with work because I feel like there's different categories of unhealthy relationships. But say your work environment is not supportive. It's mentally or physically draining. You dread going to work. Is it your boss? Is it the working conditions? Do you have poor lighting or really bad hours that interrupt your sleep or your overall best quality of life? Is it something that you could talk to your supervisor about or something that you feel comfortable enough talking to your supervisor about? Obviously, if your supervisor is involved, um, meaning that they are um, abusing your superior, um, inferior relationship, then we need a third party. That's where somewhere like HR can be a great reference to bring in so that they can serve as that neutral third-party base to let you state your experiences in a safe space as sometimes approaching your supervisor about delicate things such as your working relationship with them can be really awkward or sometimes uncomfortable or if it's the case that your supervisor is making threats against you, then perhaps it is indeed not safe for you to talk to them. So that's where having a third party like a therapist, like HR to talk to about this can really be important. If you feel like your direct safety, your life, your physical, your mental health is really being jeopardized, ultimately it might be best if you either make a transfer to another department if the company is big enough or you leave. And I don't say that lightly because obviously there are financial means tied to work. We all need to be able to provide for ourselves financially. However, our safety and our health really does come first. So if it is a romantic or toxic relationship, these can often be very difficult to leave. And in fact, you might find yourself ending the relationship and then coming back to it. As crazy as that might sound, it does happen. So the first thing that I think it's important to do is find a therapist or 
psychiatrist who can work with you as a couple. That way there is a safe space. You're not going to have these um, heated conversations in the home. You're doing it in a third party space that is neutral to both of you. I do encourage you to seek out a professional together rather than finding, um, say if someone finds them on their own, you're like, oh, I booked this session. Maybe that's what your partner wants, but often not. Your partner also wants their voice to be heard in finding a professional. So agreeing on a professional and definitely having these discussions that are uncomfortable outside of your living space. That is a a highly recommended boundary to abide by just for the safety and the well-being of everyone. Say that you've been going to therapy and your relationship is not improving, your values are not being met, your boundaries are not being met, or vice versa, your partner's boundaries and values are not being met. So it is now time to leave the relationship. So having that discussion in a safe place with a safe person of what it would look like to end the relationship, working out all the details of maybe you own a home together or a vehicle together, who gets what, divvying out the finances, making sure that every detail has been accounted for. Now that is usually the best case scenario. Um, I'm gonna jump to more of an extreme situation, but it doesn't always get discussed, but violence within relationships, whether it is physical or mental and emotional, it doesn't matter. It's still violence and it is unlawful and wrong. So I want to get personal for just a minute and share a little bit about my background. So I am a former domestic violence survivor. I don't like to use the term victim because I have now progressed past the point of being a victim. I no longer identify with that. But I was married to someone who was verbally, physically, and emotionally abusive and um, ended up hurting a loved one of mine very, very badly to the point where I actually lost her. And um, I I don't take this lightly. If you are in a toxic relationship where there is verbal, mental, physical, or emotional abuse, it is of the utmost importance that you get out because situations like that do not improve. And know that it is not a reflection of you, it is a reflection of the other person. This is a topic that I will dive into into more detail on domestic violence situations, but I wanted to give an overall kind of highlighted version of if you are in an abusive relationship, how do you get out of it? What to do? Number one, you need to start collecting evidence because ultimately in the cases of domestic violence or any kind of violence, if it's at work, law enforcement will be involved and they need proof. Keep all of your text messages, your emails, notes, take pictures of your bruises. Secondly, when you've documented your information in a safe place, I don't really recommend keeping it on your cell phone, especially if you have a shared plan. You need to have 
this information safeguarded and somewhere where your significant other or your colleague boss will not find it. Secondly, you need to make sure that you have notified a relative or friend or trustworthy individual, maybe it is your therapist or your psychiatrist of what is going on. Now, under some states, it is a health professional's duty to report this to law enforcement. So that is why I'm saying ultimately law enforcement will become involved, um, but that is for your protection. So third, if you haven't already notified the police, notify the police, even if the person that is abusing you is threatening to harm you, you must report it. I know that's scary. I know what I'm saying carries a lot of weight. I realize that I am here for you. I, as well as your mental health professionals, as well as law enforcement, um, states now really do take domestic violence and, um, assault very seriously. So they are on your side. We do need to have the proper documentation to give them. The fourth step that I recommend, have your game exit strategy planned. Have extra food, extra clothes, extra cash, extra, if it's a sleeping bag, any kind of personal toiletries that you can possibly provide for one up to three months. I realize that's not always doable, but do the best that you can to have extra clothes, food, money, and resources at your disposable. Keep them somewhere safe so that as you execute your exit strategy, you know exactly where to go to get these items that you need. If you are struggling with domestic violence, there is a domestic violence hotline that um, you can also reach out to. Also in gas stations, um, gas stations, restaurants, bars, clubs, you'll often go into a restroom and on the back of the door, there are normally hotlines for help. So these lines can be utilized. Having an extra phone, like a burner phone, is also something within your resource toolkit that is a good idea to have. So if you are struggling with toxic relationships, whether they are or they are not, physically, mentally, verbally, emotionally abusive, they still take a toll on our ability to self-love. When we surround ourselves with people, with places and environments that build us up, that support us, that respect our values, respect our boundaries, that's really where we are going to grow and flourish. And we thrive in those healthy and supportive environments. Guys, if you have any questions, any concerns, please feel free to email me at info at denalilord.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram, denali underscore lord. Thank you so much. I hope that you stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to be talking about financial health. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much.